2: Of the body of Christ is not partaking of the tree of life, but they're partaking of the good on the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And they're deceived in thinking that it's going to bring life. We need discernment in the body of Christ. God is so amazing at working all things together for the good. We blame him for a lot of stuff that he has nothing to do with. And this theme of blind spots came up in my life this week. Becky was talking about blind spots in a rearview mirror. And uh, interestingly enough, about four years ago, I had a blind spot moment. And uh, this isn't one of my best shining moments. I'll just give you a heads up. And I was, I was going down the highway. I'm I'm by Walmart here in Kerrville, and I'm I'm fixing to get over quickly because i got to go to Starbucks. You know what I mean? As some of you say, sank five bucks. And I'm headed to Starbucks. I'll let that settle for a second. I was was headed over there, and I switched lanes, and all of a sudden, I heard this loud, stinking noise. Boom! I I was in my brother-in-law's pickup truck. It wasn't even my truck. And I looked in my rearview mirror only to see a body flying in the air, along with a motorcycle. My heart sunk. I'm like, Jesus, you cannot let me kill somebody in Kerrville on a motorcycle. Like, that's not good for ministry. Hey, you know the pastor that killed the guy on a motorcycle? He's got a really cool church. Just don't get in front of them. <laughs> and I literally, I get, I get into the median, and I'm parked, and I'm like, I'm not at peace and calm. I'm not sleeping in this storm. And I get out. This dude's on the ground. His bike's wiped out. And I'm like, and he gets up. And he starts walking towards me. And he's not saying anything. And he's a large man, well protected with a huge on on. And I thought, like, man, I've seen YouTube videos before. It doesn't anyway? well. And I'm like, I might be the next viral YouTube video. And I'm like, are you okay? And he he doesn't say anything. I'm like, oh, crap. That's Greek for crap over. And I'm like, he's going uh, to kill me. And he starts coming towards me. I'm like, sir, are you okay? And he says nothing to me. And I'm like, I'm a dead man. And he finally gets up to me, and he's in shock. And I'm like, "Please forgive me. I promise you, I didn't see you. Coffee's not that important. And I'm sorry." Well, thankfully he didn't punch me. Thankfully he didn't, you know, manifest on me. And he was very kind. And um, all because he was in my blind spot, I'm traveling along with him, and absolutely convinced that he's not there. There are blind spots in the body of Christ today. There are blind spots in our lives. And we're absolutely convinced that they're not there. But you know what? When you get into community and you live life in the kingdom, guess what? Others can see those blind spots. Did you, the, the four Gospels were written. And it would be like if four disciples were at Walmart and Starbucks that day and they're each in a corner, and they have a different viewpoint of what's going on, as Justin almost kills a guy, and they write down their account. Every angle is truth, absolute truth. But if you don't trust that guy, that the, the viewpoint, the, the spot that he's viewing God from and truth from, you're over here on the other side, and you didn't see that because it's in your blind spot. See, there are people in your life that are carrying deposits of your destiny. And if you don't pull down your guards over your heart and allow them to speak into your life, you're going to get held up. Don't worry. I'm going to enlarge this for those of you that have eyes not healed yet. (laughs) Lord, give them eyes to see. Can you see that? (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell. She's laughing plenty. Trust me. She gets cut loose. We're done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you made it. All right, Second um, Corinthians ten, three to six. It says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ." being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Father, I just ask right now that this morning that our blind spots Lord, in our lives, whether it's in our marriage, uh, it's, it's being a father, being a mother, being a friend, uh, being in our job, Lord, that, that you would pull down blind spots in our lives, Lord, that you would pull down strongholds, Lord, that you just illuminate the hearts and the minds of the people here this morning. In Jesus' name. You know, lies are one of the greatest blind spots, specifically guardian lies. And what I mean by that is there are things that we will tell ourselves so that we can stay where we're at and stay disassociated from Reality are disassociated from pain. Like, we will go through traumas in life, and then we're absolutely convinced because we've told ourselves that didn't affect me. Then we live in a fragmented state moving forward. And only at moments with the right triggers d- does that area of your life get hit. They- these, they're actually what cause cycles of defeat. And too many times, we're not living with people, we're not allowing people to live close to us with vulnerability. Over and over and over in the body of Christ, I see people with masks on. I see people wearing these veils of everything is fine. When my wife and I first got married almost 18 years ago, December several be 18 years. I've almost got her trained, amen. And uh, where is she at? Oh, I'm far enough away to say that. Yeah. Early on, like, the honeymoon phase kind of diminished. Y- y- y'all, come on. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, we-, we weren't in honeymoon phase. All of a sudden, the everyday things, like leaving the toothpaste in the wrong place, or, you know, it got real quick. And we were, we were adjusting to living together. And the friends that were around us lived in this culture of concealment. Everything was good. Well, Lisa was ready to like throw me out and upgrade for a new husband because she thought, if all of our other friends are doing awesome, what is our problem? Like, what, what's going on with us? And we were blinded to some degree that they were actually having problems. But They wouldn't talk about it. They wouldn't live in transparency. Listen, when you choose to engage your heart and live from your heart, that is the very first step to living an abundant life. Have have you ever wondered when Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it more abundantly? Uh, So many times we think, yep, trials and tribulations, he came to give us more trials. He came to give us more tribulations. And we've lost this whole element of joy. Yes. The reality of joy and abundant life. If Seriously, if you rose your hand right now, would you say that you understand what abundant life is? That you experientially know what it means to be strengthened by the joy of the Lord? Or what that joy even looks like? In some... In some ways, I feel like I am just now in my life getting to a place where I understand joy. Yeah, I'm that slow.
1: Joy is not based on our circumstances.
2: you recognize that? How would you like to live in Mexico right now? How many earthquakes have they had in the last couple of weeks? Eight? Is that right? Anybody? No? They had three big ones, and they, they and they had like seven in a row. Boom, 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 boom. I was in Egypt last year, and people, when they leave, we have some friends there. Becky's close to them. They're a young couple, and they minister to the children in the streets. And when they leave their home, they don't know if they will return. That's reality in their life. And yet, when I met, when I, I didn't get to meet... uh Joe, I got to meet his wife, and she was full of life. She was full of joy. Sorry, I can feel a tension right now. I could go in a few different directions Um, trying to hear the Holy Spirit on this. We need each other. If we don't deal with our blind spots, we will never... Your destiny is tied into those around you. Do you realize that? It says bad company corrupts good habits, right? It says iron sharpens iron, so one man does to another. We need each other. We need to get into each other's stuff, right? Open up the trunk with the junk. And we need to allow each other into covenant relationship. We need a salt covenant with each other. If you don't know what that is, I, I explained it I think a couple of weeks ago in in the Hebrew culture, they would carry little bags of salt, and when they would break bread, when they ate, it was covenant like we just flippantly go have meals together because we love to eat as Americans. Amen <laughs> Last time we had sausage and ribs. I did ribs for the very first time, and I, I had the uh, one of the uh, taste testers, Greg Goffs, who makes a killer rift. I said, so what do you think, man? And if he gave me a thumbs up, so I uh, I used to have a very track, bad track record with chicken. I, I was able to turn it into beef jerky in about 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> and uh, and my wife
2: was like, keep the chicken away from Justin. But we broke bread last night. We, we talked about the ministry. We talked about vision. We talked about budget. We talked about all these different things. But we're we're doing life together, and and we can never get to the place where programming takes the place of people. People wonder why the as a whole the, the young people are running out of the church because they don't want to be managed by a program. They want reality, right? They want truth. They want vulnerability. They know you got junk. And though you may think you're hiding yourself very well, they know better. But if you if you desire to have influence in this generation, then you've got to be transparent and vulnerable. And when you've got a hard day, it's okay to let them see it. Now, I, I have no desire to live in the shadows of anything. If I had a hard week, I'll tell you. I mean, for those of you that have been around for the last year, I'm really open and vulnerable and maybe too open sometimes. You all may be like, yeah, we didn't need to know that. But but this is what it's about. Right now we're we're rediscovering what the kingdom of heaven is supposed to look like on the earth. We're getting back to the book of Acts. We gotta get back to it so we can go beyond it. Did you know the greatest signs and wonders of all of history are in front of us? Yes. The shakings have increased. We absolutely are seeing an increase. But when Jesus described Matthew 24, it wasn't a promise to us. It was him describing the battlefield that we would be in in those days. See, too many times we read Matthew 24 almost like it's a promise, like God's giving us all this stuff. And, and, we're, and we're focused on the shakings and we totally lose sight of the assignment of occupying until he comes. We lose sight of making disciples. If you think you can make a disciple without having a genuine friendship with them, you've missed the boat. And that's, in leadership in the church, that's been part of the problem. That's been a huge blind spot for leaders because it's not that they Many times, leaders, it's not that they necessarily want to be intimate with you, but they tolerate you so they can build a big ministry. Yeah, I just said that. It's the truth, because if it wasn't, they would roll up their sleeves and they would be doing life with you. They would open their home and let you see in their home. Our home is like Hotel Six. We we, we leave the light on. We got people coming in and out so much. I'm just, I'm just like man. Give me, uh, you know, I, I need a break sometimes. But um, I re-listened to a prophetic word from Bob Hazlett in uh, fall of uh, thirteen, I believe it was, at Impact, and he prophesied over me. And he said, he says, I, I see you needing a lot of rooms. He goes, I don't know if you want company, because most prophetic people don't. But I'm just telling you what I see. And and he said that. I was called to raise up the next generation of harvesters. And I was reviewing this word with you, right? Yeah, with John. He stopped by the office. And, and we were looking at this word and saying, okay, so what's happening now? A lot of the things of what Bob Angelus said are actually happening now. Your, your blind spots right now, whatever blind spots you have in your life in this very moment... It's things that you minimize. It's things that you say, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, that's a neatness, but I can fix that later. And it's those very blind spots, those little details that are actually keeping you from promotion. It's deception. The enemy's got you convinced that these things are super small and they don't matter that much. So therefore, you keep going through the cycle where you keep hitting the door. We've just stepped into a new year, okay? God doesn't run on our calendar. He runs on the Jewish calendar. And we have just stepped into year 5778. It is the year of the door, which means opportunity, which means promotion. It's the year of the door. And we are, even this week already, we're seeing things break, open, opportunity opening up. Becky had been trying to get a job and was having a hard time because. There's not a lot of people that want to hire missionaries that haven't had a real job history for a while except for being all over the globe. And she finally got a call back and she has an interview this week. Um, I think Marty is still here. There's Marty. Marty's been here for three months and just like trying to get a job. And he got a call back for a third interview for a place in Fredericksburg. Greg Goss got a phone call. And they'd already broke ground and lost a job. And we prayed. I was literally praying for a reversal. I said, Lord, give him a better Give him his job back. Give him a better job. And he calls me. And another company calls and says, hey, we, you get ready. Because in 30 to 45 days, we're going to have you break ground. And it's downtown. Uh, I don't say downtown Houston. Scottfield. Scottsdale in Arizona. And it's going to give them huge exposure because they're wanting to to actually be completely off the grid. So you actually see breakthrough happening. You see doors of opportunity happening. Laura Puchek was working 15 to 20 hours a week and she came to me and and said, hey, guess what? They just offered the job full time. Listen, these are, yeah, and we, we, we need to celebrate with each other. Do you get that? Listen, when, when you get into a place in your life where you can celebrate somebody else's victories as much as yours, you're learning to love. I love it when I have no idea where I'm going. This is awesome. Uh, so, so blind spots are caused from strongholds in your life. That you're completely blinded to, and even how it affects your life. The Greek word for stronghold actually means a fortress, a castle, a strong defense. So we build these castles of self preservation in our lives, and then when God comes knocking at the door, kind of like Revelation 3 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and opens up, I will come in and sup with him, and he with me. It's Revelation 3, and he's knocking. And fine storm in a castle. Anybody see that movie? Evidently not. So that was Princess Pride. You only gotta put up with me for a little bit longer. So he comes knocking on these doors, and all of a sudden you're in this tension. You're not even in your right mind. Because all of a sudden God is dealing with this blind spot in your life, what feels like out of nowhere. And we all have our PhDs in deny and suppress. Like, we call it spirituality. And he comes knocking on these blind spots and we struggle to get out of them because no one's there necessarily walking alongside of us. Do you understand? If you're in deception, it's hard to see where you're going. It's hard to get out of that, that blind spot, that stronghold, because... You don't see the truth. That's why you're there to begin with. But as you have others in your life and you allow them into that vulnerability, they can say, hey, man, this is what I see. In fact, I got a text this week from somebody who said, hey, you know me well. What is it that's holding me back? What What is it? They're, they're, is it a spirit? What is it? And they like totally said, what's going on? That's the type of relationship that we need as believers. When I get stuck, Becky's a seer, Carl's Carl's a seer, so I have a couple of strange people in here that I get along with, and I literally sit on the couch and go, okay, Becky, what do you see? That's the life we want to live. Like, we don't want to hide anything, y'all. If there's nothing else that you get today, is know that you're in a safe place. You're in a place where you can let it all hang out. We're going to love you right where you are, and we're going to love you through it as we co-labor with the Lord. But know that whatever you're battling today, it doesn't disqualify you. Do, do you understand that? It does not disqualify you. The only time it becomes an issue is when you dig your feet in and say, I'm not dealing with Jack. Well, you got problems because Holy Spirit's dealing with Jack. And he's, and he's not going to let you go. In Acts, they would camp around relationships. They were encamped around the presence of the Lord. And they broke bread daily. Daily they were breaking bread from house to house. And when Paul would write these letters and he would address the church in Antioch or the church in Jerusalem, he didn't say into the 438,000 denominations. He said to the church of Jerusalem, which guess what? Meant The church of Jerusalem meant abroad. In multiple homes. And then they would go into the temple. Now, there, there is such a... I believe one of the things you're going to see this year is that there's going to be a laser focus of the Lord on small groups. There's going to be... And in fact, my mentor that's in Israel, he sent me a prophetic word early this morning that literally brought confirmation to what we were talking about concerning small groups last night. And it was, I was like, okay. Because I felt this push, this, this urgency to get focused on small groups. Because that's, that's where you begin to really build genuine relationships. Do you realize that? Like, it, it's got to be more than two hours a week. Like, if this is, your, if this is the, the significance, if this is the bulk of your spiritual life, just two hours here, man. You're gonna starve to death. We, I can tell you this: this is a community. You may come in ankle deep, but if you stay around, you're gonna swim. Because I have zero desire to give a bunch of teachings, or John, or whoever else is teaching, to just tickle ears. Like we want to go after the kingdom. We want to go after maturity. And we want to go beyond the, the elementary truths, like in Hebrews, when it says, not laying again the foundation of repentance, but moving on. We want to grow. You know, Moses stood at the top of the mountain, and, he, and he's looking out, and he's, he's already seen Israel get delivered, and guess what happens? He says, God, I don't want to go anywhere unless you go with me. And he says, show me your ways. He asks for his presence, and he asks for a revealing of his ways before his glory. We recognize that. And that is a pattern we need to get into a place where we don't want to go anywhere without the presence of the Lord. And it's only when he shows himself to us, when he shows his ways to us, that we actually begin to know him. We have so many intellectual theologians that their heads are jam packed with the knowledge of God, but they don't know Him. Do you know Him? When these when when these little things come up in your life, do you recognize? Oh, wait a minute, that's the Lord. Oh, I, I better hold up here. The Holy Spirit saying, "Watch this! Watch this!" Do you recognize that, are, you, are do you have a history with God where you're? Used to the way that He speaks to you, do you, have, do you have a dream journal? Do you recognize that God's speaking through dreams and visions? And and if you, what you, steward will grow. Strongholds are blind spots—they're not demons, y'all. It, it's simply thought processes that are rooted in lies, and so therefore they create dark thinking. But the psalm in and of itself isn't a spirit. Now, it will allow access to one, but it's the renewing of the mind that takes care of that. Do you recognize that? John 8, 31 and 32, he says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The Greek word is actually, yes, aletheia, and it means truth, but not merely truth as spoken, truth of an idea, it means reality. One of the strongholds are blind spots that I had in my life that I was totally blinded to, and Becky there, amazing, motherly heart, came to me this week and was like, the Lord told me two things about you, and I and I know why you're stuck. I'm like, really? And she goes, You said something yesterday that many believers say. And she goes, you go, why did God let this happen? Who said that before? If your hand's not up, you're lying. There's, there's points, I mean that so nicely. There are points in our lives where the poop hits the fan, and guess what happens? We are like, why did God allow this? Now, many of you can regurgitate the theological correct answer, but in your heart, you're ticked. And I had some very anger towards God concerning why He allowed some things to happen to me as a kid. Still, even up to this week. And, I'm, and she's like, you're angry at the Lord. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I don't even feel that. And I didn't at the moment. And then she started, you know, going after it and chopping. And all of a sudden, tears started coming down my eyes. And then all of a sudden, my anger came up out of my pinky toe. Yeah, she thinks it's funny. Anybody had ministry before? I, I think when you're facilitating, it's funner than being facilitated on. And all of a sudden, I like rose up and I was like, what? And I was like, I, I was just like that. And I was like, and as soon as I took responsibility for that buried anger, I broke. That, I mean, as soon as I stopped my foot and like a tiny little kid, I literally broke and just started bawling. That was a blind spot that was really, really, really buried. That I honestly thought that I dealt with, and if it hadn't been for people in my life that I trust more than myself, then I would not have gotten that breakthrough. Does that make sense? Yes. And and so we absolutely need each other because. When Jesus invades a place, he's bringing reality. And it's the reality that sets you free. So when you abide in reality, you're free. And the enemy's the one that distorts it. That, that's how these blind spots come into our life. We think if we stay in control, everything's fine. Did you know control's a myth? It is. Being in control of your life is an absolute myth. I didn't say we're not responsible, that we don't have responsibilities, that we don't steward responsibilities, but you're not keeping yourself alive in this moment. And whatever trauma you've gone through in your life, whatever pain has happened to you, whatever horrible thing from the enemy trespassing and stealing and killing and destroying whatever that may be in your life right now that you're processing and working through, guess what? God had nothing to do with that pain. Amen. It, it's, it's hard to believe that because we want, we want to blame. It's no different than the garden. We want to hold somebody responsible, right? Now watch this, though. If ultimately I go, why did God let it happen? I'm still holding him responsible for all the garbage, then, that means I'm taking that responsibility from whoever offended me or trespassed into my life, and I'm actually removing the responsibility off of them, and I'm putting it on God. So therefore, I am forever stuck in a perpetual cycle of defeat, because
1: I can't put the debt where it belongs and release it. That's good. good.
2: Becky said we need backseat drivers.
1: I knew there a for those. Oh, I almost said a
2: joke that would have got me in a lot of trouble. You men know where I was headed, but I backed up. Wisdom. Watch this. Saturday, Saturday, we're out doing uh, prophetic evangelism. Uh, we met here at 10:30 in the morning, Saturday. Six of us. We prayed for words of knowledge. We brought all of our words of knowledge together. Everybody essentially was getting the same thing. So we head off towards the mall and the park. We begin to pray for a lady uh, down at the park. And we get into the mall. And I'm looking for a wrist because I, I, I knew the Lord wanted to heal the right wrist. And all of a sudden we're fixing a lead belt. And I'm on the phone, and I look over, and I see a gentleman in a wheelchair, and he's got a deal on his wrist. The Lord's like, he's the one. Veteran. And so I get off the phone, and I and I pray for him. He said he had like 100 surgeries or whatever, and his whole back was full of metal. And I'm like, well, the Lord can dissolve that. And I can feel him kind of chuckle inside, like, this dude's crazy. But, yeah, he can dissolve that. He does it all the time And we pray for him, and we get into JCPenney's. And I instantly, my left shoulder, instantly gets hit with pain. And I know God wants to heal somebody's left shoulder. So we're on the hunt. We're all over JCPenney's, running all over the place. Rebecca was with us, Deanna. And we're we're looking for this person. And all of a sudden, I see this guy, big earring, ponytail. And I'm like, he's the one. And I go over to uh, John in the back of Quay, and I I said, uh, I said, hey, I, I think that guy there in the, the Hawaiian shirt, he's along with the shoulder. And I was just thinking that too. And he goes, Deanna thinks that. I said, okay. Or well, he sat down so his wife could buy her shoes and check out. And so I go up there to him and I go, hi, this, let, let me give you a pointer when it, when it comes to going up with strangers and telling them that you hear from God. Okay? <laughs> because it's already strange to them so you don't need to get... Like weird, weird, and so I try to deflate that stuff. I go up to him and say, "How are you doing, sir?" I'm Justin, and he's like, "Like, this is going well." And I go, um, "I said, I actually have to ask you something really strange." I said, "Do you have any shoulder issues?" And he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, I said God told me He wanted to heal somebody's shoulder." And when I went by you, I felt pain in my shoulder. And I believe God told me that you're the one with the bad shoulder. And he goes, nope. I said, neither shoulder? Nope. And I, and I could feel this fear rise up in him. I'm like, you're lying. I mean, like, I knew he was lying. I didn't tell him he was oh, lying because I okay. didn't work. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you don't do when <laughs> you're no, I didn't, I didn't say you're a liar. I'm, inside, I'm like, he's lying, right? And, uh, and I'm like, not that I always get it 100%. I'm not saying that because then I would be lying. And
1: so I start to
2: walk away, and I'm like, I hear you. I was like, I know the Lord wanted to heal that guy's shoulder. And Deanna was there, and the wife goes, I can't believe you kept your mouth shut. And then she looked up and saw Deanna. She's like, you know you've got a bad shoulder. And Deanna came up a few minutes later and said, hey, I heard his wife say he, he's the with the shoulder. Guess what his blind spot was? Absolutely, it was pride. And because he allowed that to be a blind spot, God wanted to heal his shoulder instantly in that moment. And he did not respond when the waters were stirring I, I would give words of knowledge at times uh, and people will not respond and I'm up here looking not real hot in the moment and it's always good for your humility when nobody responds and it's like, yeah, okay, keep moving. <clears throat> and they'll come up to me afterwards and say, hey, uh, I just want you to know that was me. So I've gotten to the place now where I get words of knowledge corporately in, in, in a situation like this if, if hopefully I'm not doubling down on stupid, but if I really feel like there's a word of knowledge, then guess what? I will press. Say, come on, I know somebody in here. You know, because I don't always get names. Rarely do I get people's names. And so, one of the things I felt like we need to go after as a body is healing. And we, we, want, to, we want to spend some more time words of knowledge and what I want to do with y'all as we finish up is this is going to be corporate this isn't just going to be me standing up here giving words of knowledge for healing and breakthrough and stuff we're all going to petition the Lord in this moment for words of knowledge let me ask you a question if you've never received a word of knowledge raise your hand it's okay, I'm not going to embarrass you, I'm not going to make you come up 1st i I'll make you come up second, no. Um, so you've never gotten a word of knowledge, okay. Now, if you would like to receive a word of knowledge from the Lord, and, and you are willing to put God's name on the line, would you raise your hand? Okay. will you come up here I know him so I can get away with it now watch this y'all listen when we come together this is training ground do you recognize that like this is all about the body getting equipped so we can do church outside the building so let me pray and Caleb's going to get a word of knowledge and there's going to be a female that's going to get healed Yep, I just got that bold. If I missed it, we'll keep going. <laughs> so Father, right now, I just thank you for healing, Lord. I thank you for the spirit of prophecy being loosed in this house. Lord, I thank you for the gift of healing, being displayed slave, to bring glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And right now, Lord, I just thank you for speaking to Kaylin in this moment. Lord, whether it's through a picture, through a couple of words, an impression, and knowing, however you choose to speak to him in this moment, Lord. I thank you in advance Because your sheep hear your voice. And I thank you for healing, Lord. And I thank you for more than one healing from this word of knowledge. Now pay attention to your body, too. If you feel something highlight, if you feel like your back light up or your shoulder or your knee or something, then... That's going to be the Lord. Word of knowledge. Obviously, that's not a pain you don't currently have. That rules out almost everything. (laughs) Almost everything? (laughs) Everybody else is going, thank God I'm not up there right now. Who's got, who's got a net go, issue going on right, right right here? And it's a female, right? And and you? Come on, Jesus. It was a female. <laughs> All right. Y'all stand up. If And even if you're a male, you're allowed to stand up because God has no respect for people. If you got an issue going on in your neck right in there and you need healing, stand up. And then real quick, some people get around them and pray over them for healing. Kaylin, yeah, go over there and lay your hands. I also felt like somebody um, has a lower, almost like tailbone. It's almost like it was crushed. I got um, a tailbone. You got a tailbone? The first thing I thought. Yeah, that was right. I almost told you that too. So who's, who's got issues with their lower back? Like almost like it was jarred. That's you? Okay. If y'all, so people get around her to pray for her. Somebody's taking head trauma from a car accident. Who's that? And it's still not gone. Like there, there's a head trauma, and I saw a car accident. Raise your hand. Euler? Is that anybody? Head trauma? It's like a car accident? No? That's you? Okay. Hey y'all. Some people get around in, please, and pray. Okay, this is a I'm gonna give this word of knowledge, but I don't want to embarrass you. Somebody had, somebody's got some issues with stealing. I don't know if you're currently stealing, but you have, seen, you you were stealing what I felt was like six figures. That kind of play out words, and you don't have to, like. You can be free of that. I don't know if it's something you're still so battling with, or if it's actually guilt. From the past, where you sold in the past, and you're carrying guilt for stealing, God wants to deliver you of that guilt and that condemnation. If if you had stole, everybody stole something. I stole gum when I was a kid, so we don't have to like make this you know bigger than what it is. If if you're carrying some guilt or shame from some things that you took years back, would would you be brave and raise your hand? Okay, y'all some people get around seeing color elements please
1: Elbow? Um,
2: in Who's got something going on with their left elbow? They've got pain in their left elbow. Raise your hand and you got something going on. In your, you got pain with your elbow? I also keep feeling the Lord highlighting my left knee. Who's got left knee issues? Is that you, Deanna? Can we get some people to go YouTube, Rebecca? Can we get some people to pray for Rebecca and Deanna for their knee? Someone's got something Is that you? Is that you with the paint on here? Hey, it's a dagger. Pull it out.
0: Is anybody swimming with pain in your jaw?
2: Somebody got jaw pain. Okay. Is it like right here? Right here. Okay. No, no. Hey, can I, if you if you were healed, can you raise your hand real quick, please? Give the Lord shout. Huh? Okay, if you still hadn't gotten the full breakthrough, raise your hand real quick. Okay? It may be one of the kids. We can, uh, when when the kids come back in, we can ask them. Okay. I want. I want to go after one more thing before we wrap up, and that is the blind spot of fear. Too, too many times we, we justify not taking risks and not going after things because of fear. We, we fear failing. We fear that God's going to punish us if we mess up. We fear we're going to make the wrong decision. We fear losing control. We fear all these different things. And if you want to see freedom from fear in your life today, raise your hand. Yeah, like all of us should be like... <laughs> Right. Okay. Everybody, stand up. We're gonna we're gonna go after this and then close. Okay. If you have fear of stepping out of your past, actually letting go of your past and living in the present, raise your hand. I'm I'm telling you, I've recognized here recently that there is a type of spirit of fear that is... um, Can you hear me now? There's a type of spirit of fear that's directly tied to holding you in the rearview mirror of your life. And it gets you to think that you're in charge of the process of sanctifying yourself. And it gets you in a cycle of constantly digging in the dirt of your past to get into a place of acceptance with the Lord when you're already accepted. So, if you had your hand up, uh, hold your hand up again, specifically breaking free of your past. If you're by them, raise your hand over them, and we're going to go after that real quick before we close. So, Father, right now, I command the spirit of fear of the past, leaving the past, to break loose right now in the name of Jesus. I command the chains of bondage from the spirit of fear holding them in their past to go now in Jesus' name. And there's, I, there's also somebody in here that's got a spirit of death on them. And I don't mean you're going to die, but I'm saying this things robbing you of life. And I break that spirit of death right now in the name of Jesus and I command it to get out. Right now. And Father, I just thank you that perfect love drives out all fear. I break the fear of punishment right now. The accusations that the Father's going to punish you if you don't perform right. I break that fear in the name of Jesus Christ right now. I break the fear of being seen by the body of Christ. I break the fear of going after your dreams because you really don't think God's that good. Lord, right now... There are literally school teachers in this place, and if you if you if you were a school teacher in the past and you want to get back into that, would you raise your hand? Kaylin, okay. Anybody else? Father, I just I just pray that Kaylin would be able to get back into school, that the year of the door, that a door of education would open up on his life, Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Lord, we just bless that in Jesus' name. There's someone with a pain right here. Who's that? The middle of the back. It's not on her spine. It's off to the side. It's like a stabbing pain. Raise your hand. Okay. Deanna, that, that is a spear that's sticking in his back. Pull that out. Now, some of you may think that's really strange, but it works, and it's real, so we'll just keep going after it. Stomach infirmities. Who's who's got digestive issues? Like they've really been having jacked up stomach lately. Okay. So Father, we just declare peace over their stomach, over their digestive system, their nerves. Right now we say shalom to their stomach issues. In Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you for everything you're doing, Lord. I thank you for healing. I thank you for breaking limitations. I thank you for revealing blind spots. I thank you for setting us into a place of freedom, Lord, where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. He, the Son, sets free, is free. Not might be free, but is free. And when you say it, it's finished, it's finished. So I just ask for an increase of abundant, extravagant grace to release into the body's life so that they can walk in power. And in love, Lord. Yeah. And uh, Chris, I, I I literally just see you. I, it's like Isaiah 40:31, right? Right now in the spirit, it's like I just see you mounting up with wings, and you're about to catch the wings of the Lord, and you're not going to be held down, but you're going to begin to soar with Him this year. Doors of opportunities will open. You've been willing to pay the price, and opportunities at your doorstep.
0: showing you that you're a part of this. Paul was brought in Jerusalem, back for a short time went back out, took him out to the wilderness, they showed him what he was supposed to do and then he came back in. He came back to Jerusalem and he got to the fellowship and he was released to go out because he was calling the Gentiles. And you said, so like, why am I you here with us? You now like leaving back out, but now you have gone off the wall, and now you're coming back in. You know, what is going on? And it's just all of my hand. There
2: was a little time for a quickie now. I can't, I can't truly show you that you're in the right place. then uh, Monday night, um, I've released a couple of pre- uh, prophetic words. But one word I felt like the Lord spoke, or actually two words, that, and I spoke on this, I think last year, about the issue of the whirlwind. But the whirlwind, I believe that this year is not only the year of the door, but it's the year of the whirlwind. That the Lord's going to come like a whirlwind, and He's going to begin to speak into your life through that whirlwind. And He's going to begin to bring order out of chaos Fruit through the winds. The other the other word that I spoke to the group Monday night was that I believe that there's a, a sustained winds, literal winds in the natural are going to be coming. I know it's gotten breezier this week. But I feel like there's going to be a period of time where there's a sustained wind that's abnormal, and it's actually going to be a sign from the Lord that, that he's bringing change, and that he's about to do something in this region significantly, and it will be marked by the wind. So, you had something? So, um, Eric...
0: Um, I saw your picture when Chris Scrubs left. He, he visited several different people, and when I saw your picture, I saw the hand below all of you, and I knew that we'd be networking with you next. That you would be, you know, you were you were starting to come into uh, our our friendships. All of us that are hanging out, and it happened that that week, your wife. Uh, we saw her at the movie theater in and All places. And I just really thought that was a real sign. And when she came here to check out your worship team and everything, the Lord started moving on me and I went into this trance and I saw you on the deck of a Navy vessel. And I saw the wind blowing and the rain blowing sideways and you were just in this trance. I was like this, this far from your face. And I, and I, I interpreted that that you have stood the test you've committed to God to stand and it wasn't easy and prophetically I feel like I've been sitting on, sitting on this for a while but prophetically I want to declare that that season is over that the sideways rain in your life is over and that six months from now you won't be the same person so, I just I feel like there's a tension. I don't know if this is embarrassing you or whatever, but you've, you've committed your life and, and you remain and you stood. And that's the strength that you have in your life. Is that, man, if all I can do is stand here, then I will stand here and not be moved. And so, I bless that tenaciousness in you. And, and I pray that God just lavishes so much of his gifts
2: upon you, in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. As he was prophesying over you, I saw like a huge thumb come over your life in childhood. Probably somewhere around the ages of eight to ten time frame. But it's like you felt like you'd been under this thumb, this pressure. And the Lord's removing the thumb right now in the name of Jesus you're free. Well, give the Lord a big hand. This is so much like church is supposed to be. It's fun. Um, so, um, there is a wedding tonight in Medina, for those of you that know the closets, Um angel and uh, come on, Brain. Uh, Je- uh, Jessica, uh, Jessica Lawson is going to be marrying Angel tonight, and uh, in Medina. Lisa, what time's the wedding? Seven to Se- five. What's that? Three to five. three to five. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> a, a, seven. 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 Laura Puchek, woman. <laughs> 7 o'clock. Okay, so normally a large group of us go to lunch after this. Sometimes we've had as many as 50 people. Um, if you're interested in going to lunch, please raise your hand, and that way we can get somewhat of a head count and give the restaurant a heads up so they don't pass out when we show up. Um, hold your hand up high if you want to go eat lunch. Only three people, huh? <laughs> I know better than that. Um We will, Ken, Ken's got his hand up. So we're going to head to Pint and Plow. We're going to go to Pint and Plow for lunch if you want to join us. So, Father, thank you for everything you did today. I thank you for healing, for words, Lord, for encouragement, for freedom. Father, I thank you for an amazing week. I pray for promotion over the body, Lord. I pray for healing. I pray for breakthrough over them. I pray that we would get a greater revelation of your goodness, Lord. And we just give you thanks in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Bless y'all.